What's up, Chicago? And welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with Courtney Cronin in for Cap. I'm Jay Hood. You can watch our show on YouTube, youtube.com and Twitch as well, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. As we go to the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Tune in. John Triffin joins us here on Cap and J Hood. John, it's uh, Jonathan and Courtney. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you guys, and I like the beat coming in, bumping in. Like I feel like I got a good, good intro. I like this. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's you deserve that because you're the new voice of the White Sox, so you, you deserve that. First and foremost, you mentioned in your hype video that you are a foodie. Uh, and you came to the right city, by the way. You came to the right city and the right team when it comes to food. Top three ballpark food for you. Go ahead. Ooh, top three ball. Okay, you got to start with a hot dog, right? Like, that's classic. Your summertime baseball, you got to get a hot dog. Um, nachos, for sure. Nachos? And then, like, but not jalapenos. I don't do spicy stuff. So I don't want, like, crazy, like, hot things on, on the hot nachos, but I want, like, something, like, legit. Uh, and then also sushi. Like, believe it or not, sushi has become, like, ballpark food now. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of like one of the things I look out for when I go to the ballpark. It's, uh, you know, kind of light, not kind of crazy, but, yeah, hot dog, nacho, sushi. Now, he's at the right ballpark, as you well know, Courtney, being at guaranteed rate. I mean, there's, I mean some of the best food of all bar, ballparks mm-hmm. across uh, the nation. So, the, as you broadcast, wafting through the air will be beef sandwiches. It will be you know, hot dogs. It will be all type of fare. You, do, you know this. It's going to be great. Do they have sushi down there? I I've never had sushi. The only place, John, I've had sushi at a ballpark was out in San Francisco. But, I mean, I guess that's what you expect being in a fantastic multicultural food city like San Francisco. But I, I, I don't know. Do they have it at guaranteed rate? Not sure. I don't know that they do. But I correct. The, the place that I did have sushi was in San Francisco. Oh, that'll work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So just so you know. You know they're going to be bringing you food while you broadcast, right? This is going to happen like every third inning. The chefs are going to bring you food. So good luck on that play-by-play. You'll be stuffed with food the entire time. I'm just telling you, it's going to be great. Oh, I'm not mad at that. I yeah. mean, bring bring everything. I'm going to try all the food in the ballpark. I'm looking forward to it. So I read the article in the Sun Times says you're not from Chicago, but you're here to embrace the city. Can you give us a little bit of your background? I know the path that you got to getting this job. You've done work for ESPN before. How how do you plan to ingratiate yourself in this city, but also with this fan base? Yeah, so I born and raised in New York City uh, and baseball has always been my first love. Uh, I grew up playing the game. You know, as a kid, I always dreamed of getting to the show, right? Getting to the big leagues, and I thought I was going to be a pitcher. The fact that I was able to transition into becoming a broadcaster and realizing that being a broadcaster was the closest I was ever going to be to the game again, to get here as uh, a broadcaster to the major leagues is just, it's surreal, right? It's just unreal. Um, but I know that I don't know Chicago, and I don't want to fake and pretend like I'm a native Chicago person. So I want to get to know the city, right? Like I want to find a place soon. I want to move to the city and I want to get to know the neighborhoods and walk around and explore and find restaurants and find dog parks and just get to know people. And you know, what's the coolest thing is Chicago White Sox fans are awesome. Like already so many fans have reached out to me like, Hey, here's my favorite spot. You got to go to here. You got to go to here. And, and like literally the last 24 hours has been 
bonkers. The amount of text, phone calls, social media, people reaching out, it's been incredible. And the, the support I've gotten so far from Chicago White Sox fans has been great. So thank you so much to everybody who's reached out already. I, I feel welcome. Uh, the new play-by-play voice for the Chicago White Sox is John Schriffen. He joins us on Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. John, uh, you got a chance to meet Steve Stone and, of course, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. What was it like meeting uh, Stone, who's been uh, in the city as a Cubs broadcaster, White Sox broadcaster for a long time, and, of course, Jerry Reinsdorf? Okay, so let me start with Jerry, um, because Jerry is probably one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. He is the sharpest person I've ever met in terms of just intelligence and memory. I mean, so we had a conversation, and, and his love of baseball just comes across as soon as you meet him. Um, and we talked about what it was like him being in the stands as a kid watching Jackie Robinson play in Ebbets Field for the Dodgers. And I was just in awe. Like, my mouth hit the floor of just the vivid memory he had and just recalling the details of the game and of the day. And he loves baseball. And I think that's the first thing you look for in an owner when you want to work for someone is just how passionate they are for the game and just the team that they own. Um, and another thing that I don't know if people talk about enough about Jerry that comes across is just his passion for diversity, right? Like the, the outreach efforts he has had with the club into the community. And getting this job, I'm now just the second black TV play-by-play in Major League Baseball along with Dave Sims for the Seattle Mariners. So I don't take that lightly. And that was something that was big for Jerry. Jerry wants to make sure that baseball is accessible to everyone in the community and everyone feels welcome at the ballpark. And to have an African-American play-by-play voice for his team it was a big deal. And that meant a lot to me. Um, meeting with Stoney was just awesome. I mean, everybody knows. Like, Stoney's the man, right? And we were only supposed to meet for maybe like an hour uh, dinner. And Jerry actually told me to get in his car, and he drove me over to the, to the dinner spot. It turned into a three-hour dinner with Steve Stone. I mean, he has so many incredible stories, all the experience he's done. I mean, being one of the best pitchers in baseball of all time, then being one of the best broadcasters of all time. And he's just so down-to-earth and humble. And, you know, after that dinner, we've kept in touch every single day, and, and he's like, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. You know, I hope you get this job. And we just hit it off. And it's like I just cannot wait to start broadcasting with Steve because – I just know we're going to hit the ground running just because he's a good dude. John, you mentioned being a man of color in this position, calling Major League Baseball. What does this position in history mean to you personally? Whew, man. I mean, that's, it's, it, it means a lot. I mean, let me, I'll just give you more of my background. So I'm biracial. Uh, my dad's white. My mom's black. And so I grew up in New York City in the 80s, early 90s. And it was still a time when I, I remember walking around the city with my parents and even if it was separately with my mom or my dad, and I would get looks, you know, it was, it was uncomfortable. Like, you know, if I was with my dad, there'd be like 10 cabs that would stop and like break their neck to try to pull, pull over to pick him up. And then I'm with my mom. I, we couldn't get a cab for a half hour, an hour. So like it was as a young kid, I could recognize the racial divide and it was not easy. But for me, when I played baseball growing up, it was like, nobody saw color. I was just one of the guys. And nobody cared what I looked like as long as I could play. And that has always stuck with me my entire life, that baseball is a game that accepts everyone. And I want people to feel that, you know, that love, the next generation, that baseball is for everyone. And I know the number of um, African-American-born players has dwindled over the years, and I hope that we continue to uh, 
reach out to everyone in the community to make sure that baseball is a game that is incredible. I mean, and especially in the city of Chicago. Think about it. There is no better city in the summer than Chicago. And then to come to the ballpark to see the White Sox, one of the best stadiums, all the seats are so intimate. I just want everyone in Chicago to feel like they can come to the game. And I, I want to get involved in, in community out, outreach efforts. I want to make sure kids know that. I want to bring people into the booth. I want to make sure that people know that baseball is for everyone. What's Korea like? Um, I know that you called some games in the Korean baseball organization. I was trying to find their schedule and trying to find more about it, but apparently South Korea blocked my geolocation on my computer. So I don't have any of that information in front of me right now. Um, but how long were you over there doing that? And you know, natural like language barrier, I assume. Are you, are you fluent in other languages? No. Okay, so here, so here's the story on, on the KBO, Korean baseball organization. So it was 2020. I was hired by ESPN, and it was during the pandemic. There were no sports airing in the United States because naturally everything was shut down. The only thing that was still going, or one of the only things that was still going, was, the, was Korean baseball. So we didn't actually travel over there. We were one of the first group of people to call baseball games from home. And I was living in Los Angeles at the time. It's maybe 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, first pitch. And we're broadcasting from home off of an iPad. And this was like early, early technology. So it hadn't even really been tested yet. We were like the first group to really test the technology. And we were just, I mean, literally broadcasting the game from an iPad. And we didn't, our producers didn't have control of the feed. So it was the Korean feed, the, the, all the language that would come up would be Korean characters. And we just had to describe what we saw and learn on the fly these players that we had no idea about but we would bring on guests from who knew Korean baseball, and we just introduced this to a, a, new, a new audience um, in the United States. And it actually got like a cult following because people got started betting on it. People were waking up early to watch these games. Um, and I realized the quality of baseball in the KBO is incredible. And there are some players every single year who will make the transition from the KBO to Major League Baseball and will have a ton of success just because baseball is so great around the world. Uh, John Schriffen is with us here on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Courtney's in for Cap, the news voice of the Chicago White Sox. Uh, so, John, as you well know, there's always ups and downs in every baseball season. It was tough last year. I just need to know that you're going to be around through the, the good and the bad for the White Sox. Have you gotten your schedule out yet? Because on some of those lean times, I'm going to need your voice to keep me, keep me company. Because the ball club is going through changes. It's a little bit of a transition. How often can, can we hear you this uh, upcoming season? I'm going to need you. Oh, I, I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm going to bring the energy. I'm going to bring the passion. I'm going to be there. I have committed to Jerry, to the team, that I'm going to be here for the majority of the season. Um, you know, I said yesterday it has been a, a wild 24 hours since getting announced. One of the calls that I got was from manager, Pedro Grafal. And, and when Pedro called me, A, it meant the world to me just to feel like the manager of the White Sox wants me to be a part of this team. And he was so excited. He goes, I listened to your stuff. You know, you're incredible. I can't wait. You're the addition that you're going to bring. The energy is going to be awesome for us. Um, but even just to hear his passion and just to talk about the improvements that have been made with this team and how he's building this culture and how excited he is in the geyser for the team, that got me amped up. So, uh, you know, I never, everyone says it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a long season. I am excited for what is coming up because I think it now, as a broadcaster, 
I get the chance to be with the team for the long haul, to see the ups and the downs and to see how this team has developed over the course of the season. Um, and that's why I can't wait to get to spring training. Like I cannot wait to meet all the new faces, get to meet all the guys, get to meet all the t- everybody on the team. Because um, I think there's a chance that this team can be fun and exciting to watch this season because there is so much energy and passion, and, and Pedro has these guys knowing that they're going to be playing hard this season. So a natural progression for someone who is a Major League Baseball announcer is that they at one point covered politics on Capitol Hill and with the White House. Um, which administration <laughs> did you cover, and what was that like? So I, um, one of my first jobs in TV, I, I started in New York City, and then my next job was in Washington, D.C., so I was uh, lucky enough to cover the Obama administration, um, covering Capitol Hill and covering the White House. Uh, but I will say politics is probably one of the reasons why I got out of news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, and transitioning back into sports is because I like happy things. I like fun things. I like things that take us away from all the craziness that is life, right? Like when I broadcast a game and I'm in the booth, it is my happy place. It is my zone where nothing else in the world matters. And when I broadcast, I hope I can provide that fun for everyone at home or wherever it is that they're watching. Because, you know, politics can get crazy, right? Yeah. World can get crazy. We all have problems. We have a job. We have life. Things are just happening. But when we're watching sports and when we're watching baseball, we shouldn't have to worry about that stuff. And I think that's what I try to bring, just some levity to the world and, some le- and, and just talking with Stoney and just be able to have fun in the booth. And that's what I hope to bring to people. Well, a word of advice, just when you come here, um, just if you, if you want to make sure that you can keep your sanity, I know that you're going to be so busy trying to like learn the White Sox and everything else, just, just don't dabble in the Justin Fields or Caleb Williams debate <laughs> that happens on social media. Like, Do yourself a favor yes. and save those extra brain cells you have yeah. for a very long MLB season and stay away from that part. That's like when we talk about toxicity and like politics and trying to get away from that and having, you know, fun co- doing our jobs as sports people. That's the unfun part of it in this city. <laughs> Just a word of <laughs> advice you know, from someone who deals with say, it every though. day. Yeah, here's Clint, what I will say. Yes. What is awesome about Chicago is the fact that the fans even care that much. Right? Like the fact that the fans are so passionate. They want to know what you guys are saying all the time. They want to have your opinions because we even with, with, with the White Sox, right? Fans mm-hmm. want to know what's going on in the minor league system. They want to know who's getting developed, who could potentially get drafted, and all these. Like that's the exciting part is that there is so much interest in Chicago because these are some of the best fans in the world. John, congratulations on the job, the voice of the Chicago White Sox, and we hope they get a chance to see you at the ballpark and uh, uh, look forward to spring training. Let's see what happens this season. First year on the job should be fun. I can't wait. Thanks for having me on. All right, John Triffin is the. New voice of the Chicago White Sox on the television side, and he joins us in the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10, here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app.